0: Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty, And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who have a snow day today? Kind of. I do. I don't know if you do. No, I have a flex schedule. That's what
1: I've got. Yeah. Same thing. (laughs) Just like permanent snow days. Yeah. That's what happens when your employer follows a holiday schedule that your partner organization does not.
0: What holiday is it today? Town meeting day is tomorrow. It's a Vermont (laughs) thing. Sure, I celebrate that too.
1: We're the only state in the union that celebrates it, and it's a proud tradition. Wow. Everybody gets to gather at the town hall and yell at each other, and then they go and vote on their budgets that they pass mostly anyway. Wow. Not all the
0: time, but sometimes they do. Wow. That's really special.
1: Yeah, that it's what happens when you don't have county government and you've kept the same... Um, community structure for the last 228 years as of today. Fun fact. Fun (laughs) fact. Today is Vermont's 228th
0: birthday. (laughs) Wow. And speaking of time. (laughs) Speaking of time. We are here today to discuss
1: a show that came from one of our listeners. Hi, Rachel. Hi. So Rachel reached out to us on Twitter. After we talked about Timeless on Pilotpalooza and said that if we wanted another Buckwild time travel show, we should watch Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. So that's what we did. (laughs) That is what we did. (laughs) We watched that one. And then we did another thing,
0: (laughs) as Kelsey called it, the WB then and now. As Kirsty calls it, bonus round of Pilot Palooza. <laughs> As our spreadsheet calls it,
1: make Kirsty watch an Everwood. Yes, that's exactly what Kelsey finally did it, happened. guys. She finally nailed me down and made me watch an Everwood. And you know what happened? And then? I was right. <laughs>
0: What I happened? watched
1: four more Everwoods. Yes! <laughs> and if we hadn't had to stop everything we were doing to record right now in order to have an episode out this week, I would have watched, like, five more Everwoods while I dug myself yes. out of infinite yes. pile of laundry that I'm currently buried under. Yes! <laughs> we'll get into it. But let me just say, when your entire family is stricken with a GI bug... Everwood is there for you. Doc Brown is there for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so delighted. (laughs) I feel like Doc Brown
1: made a house call to my house this week. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And he was by my my side from ten PM to three (laughs) forty-five (laughs) AM Consoling me and my sick child.
0: (laughs) i'm just so happy this is a gift just for you it sure is uh
1: but let's start with this other show that we watched yeah
0: i also want to point out one other little red thread here kirstie oh sure 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 both of these shows have what i would call the greg berlanti factor Ooh. They were both created by the same single human. No shit. Yeah, shit. (laughs) That is buck wild. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Wow, I didn't see that coming. I know you didn't. (laughs) How long have you known this? A long time. (laughs) Wow. Greg Berlanti went on a wild ride in his career, I think. No kidding. Look at... Look at... Just everything he was able to accomplish. (laughs) It's really
1: all across the board here. I'm really proud of him. (laughs) It's a a breadth of creative expression.
0: Yeah, right? (laughs) Uh, Single-handedly carrying the WB. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Anyway. Wow, um, wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at his IMDb page now because I'm just so impressed. Yeah, and fascinated. I think he's like real caught up in the DC universe now. Yeah, but, you know, job security. Hmm. Um. So anyway, he's a Gemini. <laughs> <At> this... <laughs> I'm quitting this podcast. <laughs> TV told me that. I didn't
1: go looking. (laughs) What if if I just started doing the the astrological charts of every showrunner? No. 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 Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, God. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. So we watched the pilot. Which was part one of a two part pilot. Oh. Which. I could probably Google this to find out, but that's gotta mean that they aired on the same night, right? Yeah, probably like an hour long.
0: Yeah, or okay. two hour long, whatever.
1: Otherwise, that's like the most unnecessary, like, numbering convention. Like, you can't have a
0: two part <laughs> pilot. Is it like. When there's sequential episodes and then the Downton Christmas special. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly like that. Great, great, great. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) This read weird to me because it just kind of dumps you right on in there, like... When you go see a Marvel movie and you haven't seen, like, the 17 that came out before it and you're just expected to know things and care.
1: Yeah, I struggled with this, too. Um, And I have, like, a couple of different notes about this. Um, I think anyone who's listened to this show has probably caught on to the fact that we are not comic book people. Yeah. Um, And you have probably seen more Marvel stuff than I have. Probably. I think I have. I think the sum total of my superhero experience was the Tobey Maguire, Spider Man, some assorted (laughs) number of Batman movies, and the Fantastic Four that came out sometime when I was in high school. Mm. I don't know which iteration of the Fantastic Four that was, but.
0: I've like sat by and watched, like, not active watching, Mm -hmm. just. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> watching uh like a lot of the newer marvels i really tried with like black panther i was like oh maybe i'll like this because other people did and yeah. they still didn't like it so it's just not for me
1: yeah so this is a thing that i find i think there's like sort of two levels of like exclusivity almost mm-hmm. and the first one is just that i feel like all of them just chuck you in universe and just kind of hope that you have background knowledge. And so when they're, like, dropping names, you have some context to know that that was, like, some superhero that, you know, did whatever.
0: Yeah. And I know, like, the CW is other DC shows, so I don't know yeah. if, like, they did a bunch of world building on those before they launched this. I have no idea. I would idea. assume so. It sort of felt like it. Yeah. Um,
1: I think it seems like with any of the franchises... They assume that there's, like, more people in the middle of the Venn diagram than not. Yeah. And it felt like, like, it felt like they also assume that if you're not in the middle of the Venn diagram, you're watching with someone who is, who can just, like, lean over and explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. I felt these, like, pauses in the dialogue, <laughs> you know? Mm. hmm So that is really tricky. It's really hard to break in. And especially because this is, like, an ensemble show. It's not, like, focused on one superhero. The whole point of it is, like, the mythology of all of this team of nine people. The other thing that I have always struggled with, I feel like it came up once before, and I can't remember the context on the show, um, but that I've always struggled with, with, like, comic book or superhero stuff, is, like, the, the conventions of the genre And Mm -hmm. I know that sounds dumb, but stick with me here. I struggle with it in the same way that we talked about when we did rom com It's like a similar barrier to access for me as Rom-Coms were, because I feel like you have to be someone who understands the conventions of the genre. Like, you have to understand how things are coded in the universe and, like, what the humor and the tonality is like and why.
0: Um, and you have to, like, appreciate it and not just understand it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That has to be mm-hmm. a experience that you like. Yep. You know, like, you have to like the feeling of that as you're watching it. And I think for yeah. me, the tonality in particular, like, when I watch superhero content, there's always this combination of, like, really intense seriousness. Like, you're really supposed to, like take all the stuff very seriously, but then there's also mm-hmm. a lot of like really campy humor and like dad humor, yeah, yeah, and those two things don't go together to me I yeah, I can see that, but I feel like if I un like if i if I spent more time like learning how to operate within the genre, maybe it wouldn't feel so weird to have those
0: two things working together hmm. I don't know. I also find that a lot of these, especially like this was kind of, I wouldn't say it was like an origin story, but it was like the forming of the group story. It feels like so repetitive with every other story like it in like comic book universes. And I know that's like part of what you're saying is like, that's, it's done the same way for a reason, but I'm just bored of it.
1: Well, it's tough, too, because I feel like there's a combination of too much information and not enough information. So, yes, mm-hmm. we have to go through the same, like, world-building, story-building, origin story at the beginning of every superhero franchise. But also, I have no idea what's going on. So I'm getting, like, yeah. these, all these exposition scenes and all this information dump, but I also still have no idea who anyone is or why. And I never care about the stakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I texted you about this, but I... So my understanding is that, like, the driving force of most comic book stuff is related to, like, geopolitics. Yeah. Because, like, like, you know, Superman came out of one of the world wars. Like, that's... The whole point of all of it is, like, globalist anxiety. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this show opens hot with, like, some kind of (laughs) modern-day holocaust. Yeah. And... I feel like I am sensitized to that kind of stuff right now in a way that's, like, probably maybe not the most healthy. <laughs> but it is also uh-huh. just, like, really concerning because I don't know that from an opening scene a show has enough of my trust to, like, tackle those yeah. issues and not make me anxious.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: And maybe that's another thing where you need to already be, like, part of the genre and part of the world building to, like, not be so worried about the treatment. Of that Mm -hmm. stuff.
0: They didn't really, like, give a lot of detail as to what the hell was happening, though. It was just like, bad things, fire. (laughs) I think you're supposed to,
1: like, find out along the way. Yeah. It Um, was
0: kind of, like,
1: all over the place. (laughs) It did feel a little bit like it. Because they're trying to give you, like, bits of everyone's backstory, and they're trying to do team building and they're trying to do world building, and they're trying to actively do the plot of the episode. Right. Cause there's right like- after
0: the intro, like, Holocaust scene, they have, um... They have whoever this, like, main Time Lord is, like, standing... <laughs> In a, in a room with, like, a bunch of people around him in a circle. And I was like, is this Star Wars now? Like, what is happening? Is there a trade federation? I just need... I, I don't know. <laughs> it did look like the the
1: Congress or whatever. The Senate? The Senate, sure. Yeah.
0: I watched God. a Star War. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So. Um, shucks, there was something I was just about to say and I lost it. Um,
0: I found this whole thing to be, like, really on the nose. <laughs> like, and <laughs> speaking to the camp you were talking about, like, my favorite line in this whole episode was at the very end. But, <laughs> again, the Time Lord was like, table setting and he goes chronos won't be the only villain we face very often it will be time itself i'm like thank you for your <laughs> thesis statement <laughs> i love it i great. love it great 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 great
1: <laughs> i mean i have to imagine that those are like that's the kind of stuff that makes the formula like appealing right That type of language? Yeah, at some point, like, your hero has to lay out the thesis statement.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just like at some point, the will they, won't they has to resolve. Yeah, but they don't, like, preface the will they, won't they with, like, and now for the next 35 minutes, we will wonder whether (laughs) this person should be with this one or this one. I would like to challenge that. I'd say that that's literally (laughs) what that whole thing is. No one has ever (laughs) said that for the entire trope operates. Yeah, that's it's not in the dialogue, is what I'm saying. Um, I think we should dig into that. I'm gonna bring receipts someday. Okay, you do your homework. I disagree. I disagree with you. I don't know why. Because I'm right. (laughs) on outlander they don't like have a voiceover that's like and now i just need to think about my husband in the past and my husband in the present and decide what i am going to do wait that's what the whole first half of season one is but it's not in the dialogue that's what i'm saying yes it is it's in her narrative it's not quite that bad it's close enough Listen. Also,
1: Outlander's not a rom-com, so that wasn't even in the consideration. I was using a time travel
0: narrative example,
1: okay. I was having the thought that I would like to overlay their theory of time travel on top of all the other
0: theories of time travel, because- Theirs was that, like, if you aren't, like, important to time, you can do whatever you want.
1: Yes, basically, which is wild to me. (laughs)
0: That's wild.
1: Yeah. I don't hate it in a weird way, because I think sometimes, like, the butterfly wing theory or whatever the fuck you want to call that. The butterfly effect? Yeah. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I think that's too overwhelming sometimes and so to be able yeah. to say like you have some folks who are just you know not in the timeline is it's kind of a nice cop out
0: but they were also like salty about it
1: well wouldn't you be no <laughs> if some time lord jumped out of the like out of the nothing and zapped you into his time ship and was like only you could stop future hitler and then it's like, actually, only you can stop future Hitler because you don't fucking
0: matter. You don't think that hurt your feelings, like, a little bit? Some of us don't seek attention. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't think it's even about
1: attention-seeking so much as it's like, you are literally as disposable as possible. <laughs> but why were they- I-, I- okay. Sure. Sure. You know, because, like, his whole point is, like, you matter so little to the timeline that, like, if, like, no matter what you do, it's not going to alter the course of history because you don't do anything that matters to anyone.
0: But is everyone in universe super, a superhero of some kind? They are. Or are they just, like, exceptionally bad superheroes that don't matter? I don't understand, like, what, like, is everyone meant to be normal except for these type of people, or... This is what I never
1: Gosh. understand when you get universes where there's, like, a lot of superheroes, is, like, are you just supposed to accept that, like, 6% of the population has superpowers, and so there's just, like, right. a lot of these people running around? Or are there only, like, five alive at any given time? That's why I'm so confused. Because it is pretty buck wild to think that, like, you could have eight people with superpowers who, like, don't matter enough in the space-time continuum.
0: Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. Can we, can we address the, like, weird mother-son future yeah. time plot? <laughs> I
1: watched part of episode two because it auto played while I was hidden under my pile of laundry, and there's
0: even more stuff like it. It was kind of gross. A little, yeah. I didn't love it. And I also had no idea what the fuck was happening. <laughs> yeah, so she, like... I guess doesn't
1: remember anything about being immortal. But the other guy But hot she was like an Egyptian does. princess. Yeah, she was she's like a goddess. Yeah, yeah. And lived in like a temple with the the other hot guy. And yeah. he remembers their whole immortal life together. Oh, that white guy that she's with? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't tell what his deal was cuz I He remembers, and she doesn't. (laughs) Okay. And from what I can tell, it seems like the whole thing is that they want her to remember because only the two of them can kill future Hitler. Sure. And throughout the course of their immortality, they've encountered future Hitler, who's, I guess, also immortal. And so they all think that he's been killed a lot. Yeah. But it you know obviously he hasn't cuz here he is in the future conquering the entire world. Yeah. And so they have they like they need all 8 of them because they need the two hawk people to mm-hmm. do the actual thing, but then they need the other yeah. six people to be like their backup dancers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for putting it into context, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, Eurovision is, like, two months away. (laughs) I will say, Legends of Tomorrow
1: would make a very good Eurovision set, somehow. With those bird people. Mm Mm-hmm. That would be, like, the lead costume. And they've got lots of, like, good pyrotechnics and, like, all their little laser beam thingies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm um can i run one more thesis by you
0: yes please
1: so this show seems to be about the global apocalypse and like good versus evil because you know that's what it it's all about yeah but it also seems to me that this show might potentially actually be a study in middle
0: management Oh, How does that sit with you? (laughs) I don't necessarily think that you're wrong. Because, like, this Time Lord guy has to recruit
1: his team. Mm -hmm. And all of the members of his team have different motivations that largely seem to be in conflict with each other. Yeah. And it mostly just seems like he spends all his time sending out emails and holding staff meetings and just, like, being really frustrated that his (laughs) underlings don't listen to him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a story for these are modern times uh-huh.
0: <laughs>
1: wow I, I just i had some moments where i related to him in ways that i wasn't expecting mm-hmm. is all i'm mm-hmm. saying
0: Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i can see that <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah i mean i don't think i'm gonna pursue this show any further
1: I think if it were, like, on and I couldn't find my remote and I was, like, vacuuming, I'd leave it on. Because I definitely, I was putting away laundry, as I've said, like, 900 times because everyone in my house was sick and I literally washed every item in the entire house. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was in and out of the room a little bit. And I think I more or less was able to follow what was happening because there's enough exposition at any given time that you can kind of yeah. catch up yeah so yeah it's it's like if it were on, I'd probably watch it. It was entertaining,
0: yeah, I was just distracted by how much phoning it in was happening <laughs> everywhere.
1: It is interesting to watch something that tends to happen in like a really big budget format mhm- mm-hmm. happening in the scope of television like television's a really interesting format.
0: For yeah, stories and stories being told. Qualify that as like broadcast television. Broad, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it it is interesting. I don't know that I've ever watched another superhero show at all. So I
1: haven't, and I don't know that I've ever even really. I mean, I know obviously there's a lot of of superhero TV, and you know our own network does a lot of superhero TV podcasts, so. It's not yeah. like it escaped my notice, but I don't know that I ever thought about the way TV works as a platform mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's definitely- It is interesting. It's definitely different.
0: Yeah. It's like on it's one It's like hand... one where you really notice the difference in yeah. budget.
1: <laughs> well, it's like on one hand, it seems like it makes more sense because of like the sheer amount of content. Mm-hmm. But it also makes a lot of sense. Well, it's meant to sense. be episodic. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes so much less sense when you think about the budget and like the scope of production. Right. Like where's the happy medium?
0: Uh Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> 9, I'd actually be curious movies. from like a research standpoint to put this next to like uh what was it like Daredevil or Jessica Jones, like one yeah. of the Netflix produced ones and see like quality wise if there's a difference.
1: Yeah. It would be but interesting. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone on Twitter can tell us that, because I guarantee there's some of y'all out there that are in the middle of that Venn diagram.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let us you know. You do the research for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it definitely was the wild ride that we were promised. Yes, so for sure. Thanks to Rachel. Thank you. For bringing I feel, it to our attention.
1: I feel appropriately challenged. By that, I don't feel like we challenge ourselves with what we watch very often. Because we spend a lot of time watching Hallmark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True. Yeah. Extremely true. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. And if you all out there have other things you want us to watch, just let us know.
1: Yeah, please send us suggestions. It's fun to watch things other people
0: watch. Yeah. Unless it's Shit's Creek, which Kirsty is refusing to watch. I don't know. I just feel a lot of pressure. Refusing, refusing. I just... Refusing. It, <laughs> I just there's Are like you a, feeling pressure because I talked to you about it in caps? There's like a seven weight times a day. of
1: expectation there. I'm just like, meh. Ugh.
0: You can no. I don't accept. <laughs> <laughs> I have it's so just many hard feelings. to be me
1: when everybody I have likes so something, many feelings. and you just want to be just, out there. It's too mainstream for you. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Who am I if I
0: like the same stuff everyone else likes? Oh my god. You're smart. (laughs) It's a good show. (laughs) You're missing so many jokes about the Downton Christmas special. (laughs) (laughs) But then you told me
1: that it's also like uh, a rom-com and I didn't know that.
0: It's yes, it is in ways that I appreciate very much and I love. I don't and know. And you'll and you'll appreciate very much. I don't know now. You're, you you will skeptical. appreciate it. I have thoughts. I this is not the time. No. This is not the Shits Creek episode. <laughs> um but now
1: it is what Kelsey has been waiting for my whole life <laughs> which is the Everwood episode. Yay. <laughs> Um, so this happened because, long story short, we had access troubles with Legends, and in my search for it, I accidentally came across Everwood, and I was like, well, I guess I'll just do this instead.
0: And it was the right choice?
1: It was the right choice! So I have no idea what I thought Everwood was, but I sure as fuck was not expecting this. Really? <laughs> not even the littlest, tiniest bit. Oh
0: my god. I
1: had no clue what I what it was, like... Probably if you'd asked me before I watched it, I could have, like, framed something up for you. Yeah. Looking back, I have no clue. But I got, like, three seconds into the opening, and I was like, I don't know the fuck I'm watching. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not wrong.
0: It's not wrong. It's not wrong. And you had the hottest of hot takes. Which, Which
1: one of those was it? (laughs)
0: i <laughs> had so many <things> that, takes. <laughs> that this was like the basis of all hallmark movies this
1: is where hallmark movies came from everwood is the origin story for hallmark <laughs> movies the pilot is the exact template of christmas in evergreen Mm-hmm. it's exactly christmas in evergreen And
0: it's also a very good pilot.
1: It's a very good pilot. If you want to talk about,
0: like, the job of a pilot, Everwood Uh does it. It does its job. They do so much work in that one episode. Yeah, they do. It's very effective. It's satisfying. Everyone you meet matters. It's not too, like, handholdy. It's pretty handholdy. Well, it, it is, but, like, in the way that a pilot is supposed to be. It's not I saying, suppose. like, very often our villain will be time itself. <laughs> um, it really, like, disarmed
1: me early, which I think was really important, because then it just, like, mm-hmm. tipped me along for the ride.
0: I'm so happy. Um, <laughs> this it, was, like, not the reaction I was expecting from
1: Yeah. Me. I don't... What were you expecting?
0: Because I don't even know what I was expecting. I
1: had no idea what was happening.
0: I assume that you would think it was, like, too sweet, maybe? Like, you like nice things, but I don't know that you like sweet things all the time. But it's
1: not like, it's not like Seventh Heaven.
0: No, it's not. It it is, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not like... It comes from, like, a basis of that type of content on that network. (laughs) Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But it's not, like, as heavy... Well, that's not true. It's very heavy-handed. It just, like, yeah. has a different tone. Like, it's not cynical. But nope. it's also not, like... I don't... I can't put my finger on it. Because it is, It is like, very sweet and, like, very um, heartfelt. Yeah. But not in a way that's repellent.
0: Not in, like, a... Christian way, maybe. No.
1: Well, and it's like it's got a really um it's got a really clear voice and a very clear sense of humor. Yeah. So I just feel like it's easy for me to pick up what it's throwing down just because of like I don't know. Just its whole deal. (laughs) This is why no one has hired me to write about television, by the way. (laughs) I just like its whole deal.
0: It was like looking back and watching it now I still had the reaction of like this is the was like the perfect show for me to watch with my mom when I was 16 mm. which I did but like <clears throat> it still resonates and I don't know how many shows are built this way anymore like what would I watch with my 16 year old at mm-hmm. this moment like Bob's Burgers Yeah Like it's, you know what I mean? Like it's, it kind of lives in that level. Yeah, like the family, family television. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there is anything. Jane the Virgin, I guess. Yep, yep. I'd let my daughter watch that. Yep. I'd let my daughter watch Outlander, but that doesn't live in the same realm. That's not a watch
0: with your mom show.
1: (laughs) I'd do it. It's fine. I would be too embarrassed. (laughs) <laughs> um it, but it's it definitely doesn't serve the same role of like let's play act some things you might be experiencing in your own family in your yeah. own life yeah yeah like television therapy for teens <laughs>
0: right <laughs> i so, mean I,
1: my equivalent show as a teenager was full house we watched a lot mm-hmm. of full house when i was a teenager and a lot of friends but yep. that also doesn't like fill the same role yeah um, but I haven't watched Full House as an adult, but like my memory of it was nothing close to what I feel like everwood is accomplishing,
0: yeah, well, it, it did the job of like making me feel like I was watching a show for grown ups too. It does feel but, serious, but it's also like not really like not it's adult. on w b they're targeting me. <laughs> <laughs> but I I I know, like, a lot of people have strong reactions to this show still. Like, every time they do a reunion, all of TV world is like, oh my god. (laughs) 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 So it struck a nerve somehow.
1: What is it? Is it just, like, is it just its whole deal? Or is there something
0: more specific? Um, I think its whole deal is, like, the main thing, like, I have some feelings about like plot and character development, but it, it's, I think, like, as a package, it's really solid, and that's what, like, makes it stand out. It also kind of lives in the world of, like, Friday Night Lights, I would say. Mm, yeah. It's not as, like, aesthetically well done as Friday Night Lights, but, um, <laughs> Like, I think it kind of has that same, like, small-town-y vibe. Yeah. <laughs> small towns well, for teens. <laughs> that is small town for teens.
1: I feel like that's why I'm having a hard time putting my finger on anything specifically that, like, works yeah. for me. Because there's, there is, like, the tonality and the way that they handle subjects and the way that they approach humor and seriousness. And then there's the actual character development, And they pick, like, some really interesting characteristics to give their characters. And they've picked Mm -hmm. some really interesting conflicts and some really wild ways to approach them. Yes. Um, And, like, Dr. Brown is just a fascinating person. (laughs) He's just an
0: interesting guy. Can I drop a truth bomb about Dr. Brown? Oh, am I going to be sad? No, you're
1: just going to be perplexed. Oh, no. Um, She's going to ruin a white man for me.
0: I'm not. No, I'm not. I don't know. The original (laughs) concept for this show, he was an abortion doctor. Oh, I would have liked that better. See? Oh, that's juicy. That was his whole deal, and they changed it. Uh, So...
1: Were they going to do anything specific with the abortion doctor thing? Like, were they going to, like, make him regret all of his abortioning?
0: No, he was going to, like, come to town to be the abortion doctor in oh, that town. would have
1: been so much better. I totally get mm-hmm. why they couldn't run with that, because I don't think they could even
0: get away with it now. Yeah. But damn, that would have been good. So, like, it comes up in, like episode of like issue of the week episodes but not as like a as much of a thing as it could have been yeah
1: there's um some really interesting stuff in i think it's episode four where Mm -hmm. his like neighbor and future booty call um (laughs) (laughs) which i know is controversial but i'm sticking with it (laughs) the chemistry is undeniable (laughs) everybody in a small town fucks their neighbor right um <laughs> anyway she's a surrogate for this old woman and yeah. um she's like about to pop and everybody in the town has just figured out like hey it's kind of odd that the single woman is pregnant um and so that there ends up being this like town-wide debate over surrogacy and ivf yeah. and old people being last allows- allowed to raise children and like women's autonomy in a lot of different ways um Mm -hmm. interestingly it handles it in a way that's very much of its time but it didn't make me cringe looking back on it
0: no it kind of came down as like these are both
1: sides to this issue yeah i mean there's definitely a different take on it i wanted
0: them to have
1: but it it also didn't make me feel like they took a hard line that was uncomfortable
0: I think you'll feel that about a lot of things that they address in this show. Which it's it's so fascinating that they
1: were able to thread that needle. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've listened to it, a bunch of like I think ATX Festival had uh-huh. some of their like producers and stuff in that in that podcast. Um, T V Campfire yeah and like they talked about being like the first on TV to do to address like X,YZ issue and like how like the network felt about it. It was really interesting. Did they have trouble with the network getting stuff like across the finish line? Sometimes it sounds like yes, but um, I think they were they were able to do some stuff because it was the WB that other like networks would mm. have said no to
1: you know, say what you will about the WB over time, but they've done work. They've done so much work. They have done a lot of work. I would, I would like to see a book about <laughs> what the WB has accomplished with their like weird niche in television.
0: Yeah. It's fascinating. WB then um, and now. Yeah. What we, did you have any other strong reactions you want to tell me about? I'm just going to like revel in your reactions. <laughs> I because mean, I'm not giving away plot. I feel like I had a lot of reactions, as you'll have seen in our
1: Slack channel. Yes. And I wish I could, like, pull that up quickly, because I feel like there's stuff in there that I'm missing. Um, but I, I feel like there's something to be said for the fact that I can't
0: narrow it down
1: <laughs> into too many yeah. particular things. Like, like you like, had
0: feelings, and I was very excited that you had feelings.
1: I had a lot of feelings, like... I, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't know why the show works for me because it shouldn't. It's like a teen show from days gone by. So I should have missed the boat. <laughs> and for some reason, it's working for me. Yeah, it is.
0: I'm you so want to know,
1: like, the part that is really hard for me to swallow? Tell me. This is really circling back on the idea that, like, I can't deal with being mainstream and I don't like things that are too nice Mm -hmm. Uh, because I'm dead inside. (laughs) Uh, the, The whole point of this genre is supposed to be like comfort TV, right? Yeah. It's supposed to like give you some tension, but resolve it in a way that you know that everybody's safe and everybody's loved and it can like serve as a proxy for whatever you're struggling with. So that Mm -hmm. you can feel safe and loved for that hour that it's on TV. Yeah. And normally that shit makes me so uncomfortable, mostly because it's so transparent, but also just, like, the escapist element of television, like, doesn't work for me. It really freaks me out.
0: Mm -hmm. It's,
1: like, too much transference, but whatever. Anyway, (laughs) maybe it was just the state of mind I was in when I was watching it, but I did find it really comforting. (laughs) It's so comforting. It's really comforting. Um, I, like... I don't... I don't (laughs) feel like they fake it. No. Like, none of the resolutions felt overly forced.
0: No, and, like, they do carry things from, like, episode to episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the whole thing between
1: Doc Brown and his son, where, like, his son is permanently mad at him yeah, because he's been a bad father forever, and he's, like, calling bullshit on the fact that he just, like, up and moved them to Colorado and is suddenly gonna be super dad.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they get into this one, like, really horrific fight, and Mm -hmm. there's, like, a lot of name calling, and it's, like, very uncomfortable to watch. Um, especially because dr brown's like yelling back at him like he's an adult and like it's just not cool to watch a dad like yell at his son like that yeah but it's not they, he comes back at the end of the episode and they have like a resolution that's like mm-hmm. f- fairly satisfying but it's not as if the show expects you to believe that they're just gonna like hug each other and it's all gonna be okay right right like it very much leaves it as these two still have a lot of work to do
0: yeah. I think the pacing is part of why it's so comforting. Yeah. Like, everything's very slow and, like, s- you know, I think they're, like, because they're in a small town, like, they're not in the city, they're trying to emphasize that. But I think it yep. works well. Like, no plot just, like, hustles along too fast. It's always, like, you know, it it's feels like how how much time you should have to, like, go through some of these things, and maybe that's why it's so effective Mm. especially in like character development sure
1: sure yeah i think by episode four he was at the point where the like weird hallucinations of his wife are finally going away Mm -hmm. and it's like they finally address that like at some point he has to stop doing this for his dead wife so he has to like say goodbye to that part and be thinking about the future Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, the dead wife hallucinations were getting a little tiresome, but also I think like four episodes is an appropriate amount of time. Yeah, for coming to grips.
0: Right. That's. Fair. I think that yeah, I think they do it well, and it's, a, it actually like, plays well for something to binge, even though it didn't. It wasn't created for that. Yeah, it is surprisingly
1: bingeable for a television that is not of that era.
0: Yeah. And, like, you have so many things to look forward to, Kirstie? I imagine I do because they've already thrown a lot at me. <laughs> you have young Justin Baldoni to look forward to?
1: No way. Yeah. I didn't know we got both young Chris Pratt and young Justin Baldoni. We sure do. Whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you have something to live for. I do. That's wild. Mm hmm. You have all of my teenage feelings you can experience firsthand. <laughs> Man, I have a lot of questions about
1: about things, knowing that. Yeah? Yeah. Well, it just must have been wild watching Justin Baldoni as Raphael, if Justin Baldoni was an Everwood. Yes.
0: he is... He's not,
1: like, a major character. Well, still. But still, yes. Yeah, it just hits you
0: in the throwbacks. Oh yeah. And you know, I had a lot of feels. I watched like three episodes this weekend in Solidarity. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. I only more cried cause... like once. It was fine. Oh my god, you cried. I always cry. I have an emotional wow. reaction to this show. Leave me alone. Wow. <laughs> Talk
1: about hitting you in the throwbacks. Mm-hmm yeah, it's a good show. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, it's on CW Seed, and I imagine you can find it in other places as
0: well. Yeah. Maybe um, we'll even find it off if Kirsty gets that far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We will. We will, because, I mean, it's a go-to show for me right now. Yes. So I will definitely keep watching it. <laughs> I need content for when I die under the laundry, because the laundry will kill oh, me. Oh, no. No. I'm going to die. <laughs> um. Uh, all right yeah so if you have other um shows that you want us to watch or if you have thoughts about everwood um because i think you very yeah. much should be watching everwood along with us at this point yes do it um you can find us on twitter at hate watch with us um you can find our website hatewatchwithus.com we have an email you can email us hatewatchwithus at gmail.com um Last episode we teased a new project and currently we are fighting with Apple Podcasts about it. So stay tuned. <laughs> We're more to come. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Just yep. no one wants us to be happy. Um, but that's still coming, so stay tuned to that Twitter for announcements.
0: Yeah. Um, we're part of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. You can find them at Thought Bubble FM on Twitter, thoughtbubbleaudio.com, and wherever you find your podcasts. And if you like them or us, feel free to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah.
1: And all the other places you find podcasts. We're everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Why is Sam Heughan at a casino? Ew. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, la, he's probably la, in la. Vegas if he went to UFC.
1: Ew.
0: I hate all of Why that. is he at UFC is really the better question. Because he loves UFC. No. I know. I know. It's all CrossFit bad. <laughs> problems. It's all bad. <laughs> this is why
1: you don't let yourself end up in charity CrossFit. <laughs> You're only allowed if you you win a
0: contest.